0: So, like I said, I hope you're all well, I hope you had a great Thanksgiving, and I hope you had really good food. I really hope that you had fun with your loved ones, and I hope you didn't get stuck in that horrible holiday traffic. Many of you, I hope, may have tuned into the Macy's Day Parade, I did, and I hope that your sports team won. Yay, Liverpool, we're 11 points clear, we're going to fail at the end, we always do, but anyway, um, well here we are, Christmas is here, well, or so Christmas is coming, and uh, I'm a bit overexcited then, <laughs> and uh, this normally means that there are loved ones to see, gifts to give, baking to share, and we prepare our homes for the celebration, yet even more important than this outward preparation is the preparation of our hearts. And this is what Advent is all about, preparing our hearts like we prepare our homes for the birth of Jesus. And so to help us focus on preparing, we center on four aspects of our faith, joy, love, peace, and actually, I'm going to see if you're paying attention in my opening bit that I was saying, I repeated a word a lot. Can you tell me what it was? Hope. Hope. Yes, hope. So good, you were paying attention. Now, you're probably worried my my thesaurus was broken or something. Um, So yes, the fourth aspect is hope. And that's the idea that we're going to be looking at today. So I've got a quick question for you. How's your heart doing? Whose heart here is full of hope? If you feel comfortable, raise your hand. Whose heart here is full of hope? Who's confident about tomorrow? See, it's not many of us here, is it? Right? When we, especially when we see when, what's going on around the world around us. It's pretty easy to start feeling hopeless. But I can confidently answer that with one word, one person. Jesus. Hope comes in uh, in Jesus comes from more than just a belief that he was just a baby in a manger. We often use the word uh, the the image of an anchor to describe something. Who here can tell me what an anchor does? Who can tell me what an anchor does? Hands up. Come on, Jane. Do you want to say it, Jane, or do you want to get Mummy to say it? Stops a boat. Yeah, it weighs down a boat. It stops a boat from floating off. Um, And, um, well, sometimes we also use an anchor as a metaphor to describe something that keeps us grounded or not consumed by worries. Maybe it's our partner or an extremely close friend that we call our anchor. Well, having hope in Jesus has been described as an anchor for the soul, something that keeps us secure through the storms of life. So, I need four volunteers. Can I have four volunteers to come up? I need some helpers. Don't worry, you're not saying anything. I just need helpers. Yep, Maggie. Zachariah, come on. I see you hiding. Come and help me. No? Samuel? (laughs) Frida, do you want to come and help? Frida, do you want to come and help? So come on, I need need three more. Fletcher, you can come and help me. uh, Henry, you can come and help me too. So I think, are we good now? Here comes Frida. Yes, we're good. Perfect. Excellent. Thank you. Give my volunteers a round of applause. Okay. So we have, I have four uh, sort of badges here. So one says anchor. Who's going to be my anchor? Who's gonna be Henry? Do you wanna be my anchor? You look like a good anchor. Okay, so I'm gonna put this around you. Can you turn around so everyone can see you there? There we go. It's probably a bit there. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. Perfect. Good job, Henry. What a great anchor. Okay, now I have three different things that we tend to put, put up. So the first one is need. Who's gonna be my need? Fletcher, you can be my need. Oh, you've got to put this around your neck. Ready? Y- you don't want to do it anymore? Okay, you don't want to be that one. Okay, Maggie, you be needs. Fletcher, this is probably perfect now because you're going to be my obstacle. <laughs> 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 and then, Frida, you can be my weakness. Here we go. So everyone just – can you stand in a line just so you can I- – everyone – three of you. If you just stand next to each other so everyone can kind of see. Can everyone see that? Perfect. Great. So here we have our anchor, and which is in fact, if we just turn this around, it is in fact, it says Jesus on the other side. So once I turned it around, it says Jesus. Jesus is our anchor. So, we, need, we, ha- we bring several things that we need to deal with to give us hope. And that's the first one is our need. Where's my need? Come around here. Come around here. So, in order to achieve our hopes, we have needs. But when solving those needs, we sometimes forget to, forget to ask for help. Or we want to do it ourselves and get ourselves into a mess. Those needs may be half met. Well... Jesus invites us to ask for help. In Hebrews 4.16, it says, So let us come boldly to the throne of our gracious God. There we will receive God's mercy, and we will find grace to help us when we need it most. We receive God's support. He's our biggest fan. So we can anchor that to him. If we, so what we're going to do now, I've got some chains Right? Anchors always need chains because they need a secure, secure hold, and chains are the perfect thing. So, Maggie, can you go and chain, give yourself that chain to Henry? And, Henry, can you take the other end of the chain? Is that all right? So, take the chain, and then you hold that end, Henry. Perfect. Good job, Henry. And then, Maggie, I'm going to turn this round, and if you can sort of turn around, f- there's a lot going on there. Henry, if, actually, if you move forward a bit. There we go. And Maggie, can you turn around? What's it say in the front of your sign? Supported. Right? So we, once we give our needs over to Jesus, he supports us. And so we feel supported. Okay, let's deal with my obstacle. Fletcher, come back here. <laughs> come here. Right. Fletcher, can you just stand there, turn around so everyone can see you? So in life, we are thrown many things that can stop us from our hopes uh, in our lives. We, we are blocked off or we get distracted by the things that le- you know, can leave us feel powerless and hopeless and come in many forms. And so with Christ's strengths, you can overcome great obstacles. Faith in Jesus gives hope and help to overcome. So let us anchor our obstacles to Jesus and see what it becomes. Fletcher, I've got another chain here. Can you go and anchor yourself to, to Henry here? Oh, there we go. And Henry, I know this is going to be a bit difficult, isn't it? There you are. Look at it. Look, He's a pro. Look at this anchor. Okay, Fletch, can you turn over your sign? Um, and Maggie, if you can help Fletch, maybe that. And Maggie, what does it say? Victories. So once we hand over our obstacles to Jesus. They actually become our victories. So, our final one, Frida, weakness. Sometimes in life, we find ourselves with a task that simply looks too big for us. We do not need just another cup of God's strength added to our own. Rather, we need His strength in us to do what we need to do. And he will give it. In 2 Corinthians 12, uh, chapter 12, verse 9, each time he says, my grace is all you need. My power works best in weakness. So I'm, now I'm glad to boast about my weaknesses because that power of Christ can work through me. So, once I give my weaknesses over to Jesus, Jesus' power can work through me to overcome these weaknesses. So, let's turn over. Maggie, uh, sorry, Frida, if you want to get yourself a chain, and can you anchor yourself to Henry? Come around here. And Maggie, if you can. Perfect. Henry, if you can take that final one, and then we can turn over the final. What does weakness become? What's it say, Maggie, there? Strength. Strength. Obviously, our weaknesses become our strengths because we've given them over to Jesus. Jesus sees our weaknesses and he turns them into our strengths. So, what does this all mean? Well, when we anchor our hopes in Jesus, our needs become supported. Our obstacles. Um, our obstacles become overcome and they become our victories and our weaknesses become our strength. And so to finish, as Paul said in Romans chapter 15 verse 13, may God, may the God of hope fill, fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in God so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Thanks guys. Give up my volunteers a round of applause. Thank you. You can keep your signs, by the way, if you want to. <laughs> Thanks, Fletch. Perfect. Henry, you can sit down, it, or you can stay there. You can be whatever you feel comfortable. You can sit on the stage. You can stay there if you want. You go and sit down, then. <laughs> Good job. Give everyone it give it, Henry, a bit... <laughs> So, like I said, it's Advent, the first week of Advent, and the word Advent comes from the Latin word that means coming or arrival, and for centuries, the church has celebrated the four-week Advent season by lighting candles in a wreath and reflecting on the coming of Jesus as told in Scripture. The circle of the wreath represents God's never-ending love for us, and the evergreen's represent Christ's gift of eternal life and the candles announce Jesus as the light of the world and as we join in this tradition this year's candles will be represented in stations as you can see made by um, our amazing Gabriel and uh and they'll be around the room and everyone will have an opportunity to help light and uh these wreaths and uh the wreath will be represented by us as a gathered community sharing God's love with each other. By the end of the season, our entire space will become an Advent wreath. So, our second week of Advent focuses on hope. And so, I'd like to invite a member of our youth, Samuel, to come and uh, read a Bible passage. Thank you, Samuel. You can give him a round of applause. Micah 5, 2 to 5, 5. But, O oh Bethlehem, but you, O oh Bethlehem, ep, uh, I don't know how to say that, so I'm just going to skip it. Though you are small among the clans of Judah, from you shall come forth for me, who is to be the ruler of Israel, whose origin is from of old, from ancient days. He shall stand and feed his flock in the strength of the Lord, in the majesty of the name of the Lord of his God and his people shall dwell securely, for then his greatness will reach to the ends of the earth. He will be in their peace. Thank you, Samuel. And I'm just gonna invite our band, one man band, Kenny, to come up. (laughs) And he's just gonna play quietly. Hope is like light breaking through a crack of a door. It doesn't take much to break through to the darkness. Only a slither of hope is enough to give a marriage new life, to prepare a way for the healing of someone who is broken, to prepare the way of the Lord. This passage gave first century Jews hope that a light would dawn even in the middle of the oppressive occupation of the Romans, even after 400 years of waiting. Whatever your situation The presence of Jesus in the world is the light of hope streaming towards the darkness in your life. Whatever the situation in the world, the presence of Jesus turns darkness on its ear and makes the underdog the victor. And so as we come to reveal the light of the hope candle, we proclaim that we have hope, that Jesus is alive and active And nothing is a lost cause where he is concerned.